Hello and welcome to the Creature Cast, the official Console Creatures podcast. I'm your host, Steve Egvari, and alongside me is my uh, fellow co-host, as always, the big papa of Console Creatures, Bobby. What's shaking? Hi, everybody. Hey, hey. And uh, unfortunately, you know, Dave, Dave couldn't be here this week. Uh, we'll miss him so, but filling in for him, sort of lovely friend, Mo. How are you doing, buddy? How you guys doing? Thank you for having me on. It's going to be a great show. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, Thank we're, we're happy to have on, you. Man. We had a whole thing set up for you guys. We we're going to do a formal invite, but I mean, this is even better. It's just into the fire with you. Right. Let's just throw it. them in. Exactly. <laughs> Feed into the fire. I love it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, thank everyone for, for tuning in. Um, if you guys don't know, we uh, we put episodes out every Thursday on all your favorite podcast services. You can find us there, you know, uh, subscribe to the feed, leave us a review if you choose, if you know, uh, because it really goes a long way for us. But yeah, this week we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to be talking about what we've been playing recently. Uh, E3 is returning. You know, we'll we'll talk about that and uh, some other really great gaming news on the horizon as well. But uh, kicking things off, uh, yeah, we'll start with what we've been playing. Mo as our esteemed guest, what have you been up to? What's uh, what's been stealing all your time? Ooh, okay. So for me personally, um, I have a short attention span when it comes to games. You know, the okay. the, <laughs> the, the thing, the the shtick. It's not really a shtick. It's it's just the thing with me is like everybody knows I pretty much buy uh, i mean i buy a lot of games right and and i wish i i wish i could finish them i wish i could say i finished them and the reason why i do it is because um you know i i'm I'm always looking for that next game to kind of just uh you know want me or makes me want to finish it Ah, unfortunately there's so many good games that we play and this is not to knock any any other game that we play or not to take anything away from from the mm-hmm. good ones but sometimes um and really i mean it's the, it's the time as well you know marriage family kids whatever you know so uh just to get back to your point though because i completely went off tangent um yeah man i i i just mess around a lot with the steam deck if you follow me you'll see me like how much i've done with steam deck that was another thing that bobby really just kind of you know he planted a seed when he first yeah, got his yeah. and then i've just been on like this Incredible emulation kick with it. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to get everything to run angry, on there. Angry what Nintendo is it? fanboys. Yes, yes. It is my joy to piss off Nintendo fanboys <laughs> 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 on, on Twitter. They get so mad. Oh, that's uh, unheard of. Fanboys getting mad. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. They get so mad. I'm like, I have shown emulation of GameCube 64 everything every nintendo system no one better than i as soon as you show anything on the switch running on the switch yeah. and they start attacking you mm, they start attacking you. Uh, <laughs> steam deck sucks oh you're a pirate blah 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 i'm like yeah, okay all right so yeah then there's obviously there's halo infinite i played solstice yep. um it was yeah it was good i don't know if i'm gonna finish it though uh mm-hmm. bobby yeah i know i talked to you about that but uh yeah, there's a lot that I, I could go on and on. I don't want to take up all the time, but yeah, man, there's, I jump around if it, yeah. is, if it hasn't been obvious. <laughs> For sure. I feel like yeah. we all get in those, uh, those routines where nothing quite sticks. Um, yeah. and you just kind of yeah. jump around. Yeah. I, d- uh, I did finish the last of us remake though. Oh, just, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I had to do that. One. Of course. Right. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> uh, Bobby, how about yourself? What have you been up to? 
Uh, it's been a long, long couple of weeks since we talked about this, but uh, yeah. I've been brushing up on my Modern Warfare 2 beta. I'm trying to yes. get the guns That's again true. because I skipped the last couple of iterations and I felt like Modern Warfare is the series, the, the sub-series that sticks out to most to me. So I've been playing that, just trying to get comfortable again. Uh, a little bit of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'm just trying to wrap it up. I'm at 185 hours now. It's just, it's it's killing me, but I need to get everything mastered. I get everybody to 100% of their classes, and it's it's like a busy work now. I just, I play it while I watch TV these days. Oh, okay. And so like a passive experience, you're just kind of going through the motions at this point? At this point, yeah, just because, I mean, I cleared the story for, like, it was a review game, so I finished that last couple right. months ago, and it's just... The world's really incredible. It's just it, it 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 does a great job of pulling you in and then not wanting you to let the, you know just to, to clock out. Like you're there, the music is just so catching and the, the the scenery, the vistas. It just it's so cool. Like you see things and you're like, I would love to see this in 4K, but unfortunately, that's not. I think. What are we talking about? I'm sorry. Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's not Ragnarok. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you lost me. And then yeah, I just got I got Solstice. I'm finishing up just because that's a cool game that Devil May Cry fans would love. And I gotta get through Valkyrie Elysium, which is out I think tomorrow. Game, mm. but yeah, yeah I mean, my coffers are full, man. I've got games coming out my pockets and my. My back. Oh, they're coming. Oh, they're coming, bro. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa. oh and <laughs> the Wolong. The Wolong. Fall is here. Really cool. Yeah. It's played, but it's it's very Neo. It's sure. Such, Which is great. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's a perfect follow-up to Neo. I mean, it's got a lot of familiar elements, but it tweaks just enough to fix, make it feel different, which I like. But mm-hmm. um, public opinion right now is a little bit split where they're they're not catering to accessibility which is i understand is you know it's always been a thing but yeah that that's yeah. another that's for another time we'll talk about that a little bit later if we have time yeah uh as for me yeah also dove really deep into modern warfare 2 i'm a big call of duty person everyone uh, who knows me knows you know that's that's my game um mm-hmm. and overall i mean i walked away fairly positive i think uh infinity ward to no surprise has great fundamentals when it comes to the game i think there's lots of improvements that can be made as well but i think when you look at a call of duty and you look at what makes a call of duty fun the gun feel the gunplay feels good the respawn um where you respawn is balanced it seems time to kill i think is questionable depending on who you talk to for me I think it's not that bad. I know a lot of people think that's too slow. That's okay. I can totally see that as well. It really depends on, you know, how you like to play your Call of Duty. I like that Modern Warfare 2 feels a little more tactic, like tactical, like almost like it's a mix between traditional Call of Duty and Rainbow Six Siege in a way. And mm-hmm. I kind of dig that. I think it's kind of new and... um you know, innovative in, in some ways. That being said, I think the whole minimap thing is complete. <laughs> like it is very bogus. I don't understand why they they're uh, removing you know the red dots if you're shooting stuff like that. Very weird stuff. Maps are really cool uh, based on what we've seen so far. Um, but then yeah, I, I think that some of the the audio can be tweaked. It's just small improvements that you know 
over time, I feel like it will be addressed via updates and stuff like that. But as far as a beta goes, I think this is way better than we've seen from Vanguard last year. Last last year with Vanguard's betas headed into launch, I was like, oh, I don't know. This is a little worrisome. I feel pretty confident with uh, with this game. I'm glad that Call of Duty is back in Infinity Ward's hands, uh, especially you know that they're developing this game in synergy with Warzone 2.0, with DMZ and everything. I feel pretty good about where Call of Duty is headed in um, th- this fall. And then, of course, you know, we can't talk about Call of Duty without saying I'm very disappointed of, you know, where Bobby Kotick is still in the company and all of that. But, you know, that's, again... Uh, in and of itself, a a very big uh, conversation. And then the other game I just wanted to quickly touch on uh, that I've been playing is uh, I went back now that it's on Xbox and Xbox Game Pass, Deathloop, a game I adored when it first came out on PlayStation last year. Uh, So I went back uh, just, you know, I knew the game inside and out, so I just went back to it just to grab the achievements. Very disappointed that there were three bugged achievements, uh, you know, holding me back from that... uh, that 1000 gamer score hoping arcane kind of fixes that but until then i I still largely enjoy the game i think it's a very cool world very cool mechanics of the the time loop going into each segment of the city and kind of you know figuring out how to how to kill each target and then you know i think it's a very cool game especially for someone like me who never liked dishonored actually having that game from arcane that i can actually appreciate and love um feels great so yeah if people haven't checked out death loop i highly recommend it now that you know it's it's on xbox game pass you have virtually no excuse not to at least try it um so highly recommended and then yeah looking forward to modern warfare 2's uh, official launch mm-hmm. but yeah that's about it for um what i've been playing really looking forward to, to october because it feels like it's just it's gonna be rough <laughs> It's the calm yeah, before the storm. are going to be insane, but oh, uh, big I'm, time. I'm looking forward to it. We know this is this season, right? This is the time mm-hmm. where, where games shine, and we have a lot, a lot of stars this year, so it's going to be cool. For sure. I mean, yeah. we're, we're recording this like, you know, a few days before October. So if there's anything else you're trying to get out of, you know, out of the way of your backlog, probably should do it now before before, you know, the Gotham Knights and, and all that start coming out. Um, but yeah, let's let's start talking about some some really great news topics that have come out this week. I think the biggest one, to no surprise, we've already knew it was coming back, but we got official dates. E three is coming back to Los Angeles. Uh, it's going to be held at the Los Angeles Convention Center. And uh, Reed Pop, the now organizer of E three, has confirmed that it will be held from Tuesday, June thirteenth, until Friday, June sixteenth. Uh, the uh, Reed Pop. Uh, announced that the convention will be split um, into two kind of uh, separate um, areas, like fields. So uh, June 13th to the 14th will be for media and business. The 15th will be almost like a hybrid where they invite, uh, you know, the business segment as well as consumers. And then June 16th will be dedicated primarily to consumers. Um, and then, you know, you'll have your 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 comfortable booths, your your other places to network. They're also opening up the the basement for uh, networking and business purposes. And then, of course, the other half of it will be the traditional E3 show floor. We can go test out and uh, demo new and upcoming games. Uh, Repop does want to make the show more accessible for indie devs and publishers. And, uh, you know, can't talk about E3 without, you know, it's now now sister or competition, which is Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, which uh, is said to be returning to 
uh, as well in sometime in 2023. So yeah, with, uh, with that being said, I mean, I, I guess the, the first thing I'll throw to you, Mo is, uh, are you excited for E3? Are you wanting to go to E3 or are you kind of like, oh, I'll be a passive bystander and kind of just wait for the virtual events? Uh, How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, look, we, you know, we have to, you know, we have to start the conversation by saying, you know, all, all of us grew up watching, well, not really grew up. I, I guess you could say that if, you know, depending on how old you are, but we all, you know, uh, E3 is part of our gaming history, you know right. what I mean? So we all love it. We all cherish the, all, you know, the great memories we've had, all the surprise reveals, everything, Metal Gear yeah. Solid 2, you name it, right? So obviously uh over the last few years when everything just became um uh you know digital only or or everything has transferred or transitioned into what we're seeing now mm-hmm. i actually you know uh, on our show um uh, on our show when i when we you know uh, a while ago you know, I I actually shit talked E3. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, right? And the reason why I did it is because I said, um, and it wasn't you know as if like to crap on it. It was just mostly I didn't feel like we needed it in this current uh, gaming climate that we're in right now. Uh, you know, if you look at everything, you know, everything that we've been seeing over the past uh, couple of years, at least, you know, between Keeley and what and the great things he does with Summer Game Fest and uh, gamescom and uh, the game awards and everything else and then you have sony who always commands an audience every single time that they have a show right yep. and then they have third-party reveals on their show even if it's not even if they're not i mean not every game that was at their previous show was an exclusive obviously there's a lot of games that were on the show that are going multi-platform but still because it's sony they command that audience and all the third party and all the third third parties that want to reveal their games know that that's probably the best place to reveal it Mm. i mean it's it is what it is um and then obviously you have xbox who also commands an audience they have significantly grown you know i mean especially with pr and public size and just really over the past couple of years it's 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 been a it's been a fantastic turnaround for them Mm. and their shows as well will also command an audience. My point is, is we've gotten to a point where you're less dependent on like a comprehensive uh, system where everything is under the same roof. And all of these companies and all of these publishers have just gotten so big at this point where they're just like, we'll just do it when we want. Right. You know, how many rumors do we see about Sony's next show? <laughs> or, hey, is Xbox doing this? Or, or look at Nintendo Direct. Nintendo just comes out of nowhere. Yep. Every time. It never fails. They just come out of nowhere and they're like, hey, we're doing a Nintendo Direct. And everybody just loses their shit. Like, oh, yep. oh, my God. So that's from that perspective, that's really where I kind of like talked you know, about not needing E3. But I'm not going to lie to you. It's nice to see that it's still there. How much of an effect it's going to have, I don't know. It's always been a dream of mine to go. I actually wanted to go in 2020 when I graduated from my medical residency uh, that my, my plan was to reward myself by going uh, to E3 that June. And then obviously we know what, what happened in 2020 and yeah, the, the, the rest is history. So since then, obviously, you know, it just it hasn't been possible. Yep. So yeah, I, I'm curious to see how E3 is going to adapt in the current climate that I just discussed with you guys. Sure. How are you going to differentiate yourself uh now 
based on people's preferences and what people expect. It's always good to come, you know, come in person and see everything and play your demos and whatnot. You know, I get it. Trust me. I, I watched it for years, years and years, you know what I mean? So I know, and I've always been jealous of the people that went, but I'm just curious to see how, I don't think they're going to continue down that route, you know, at least, you know, just doing the same thing that they used to do. So I'm just curious to see what they're going to do. That's right. it. Like, how, how are you, how are you going to adapt to the current climate? That's it. Sorry. I went on. I went on no, I, I, I love the perspective. And I think you bring up a great point because uh, the industry has changed inherently since 2020, um, since everything kind of had to, was forced to go down a digital route. So now that things are opening up again, um, it's going to be interesting to see how Repop and E3 kind of manages that. Mm -hmm. And uh, throwing it over to you, Bobby, I mean, likewise, like, are you excited for this? Are you hopeful that this will be a success for for E3? Or how do you see it kind of, you know, withstanding, you know, Jeff Keighley and, and Summer Games Fest as this uh, opposing force now? It's This is going to be a double-edged answer because on one hand, I'm in media, right? And as you know, like we have X, Y, and Z to cover. We have X, Y, and Z to talk about. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm, I'm also a consumer. Like I, A, B, and C. Like I want to see what games are coming. I want to see what everyone's bringing to the table. And on one hand, I am excited. It's, it's always been a fun. It's like a mecca. We, we travel to Los Angeles every year. We watch all these trailers with similar minded people. And we celebrate games, and that's kind of what the whole celebration's been about for the last 25 years or however long it's been. Mm -hmm. But, as you said, COVID kind of threw a wrench into everything. And then with the transition to um, all digital, it, it became a completely different beast. And you know how bad it was last year we tried to cover E3. It was a nightmare because the portal was just a shamble. You couldn't get in. You had these... Avatars that, <laughs> and it just it yep. it felt like it was the final nail in the coffin for me because it was like why why are right. we watching why are we watching the trailers when you can just go to YouTube and watch them at the same time we weren't giving any pre advanced you know knowledge of anything that was happening it was as it was happening by the publisher and that kind of threw me off and because of that I was like no I'm not interested I don't care for E three it's done. And then Jeff Keighley comes in and does what he does best and hypes himself up, hypes up his company and drops Summer Game Fest on us. And you know how that's been now the past mm -hmm. two years. It's been the, the, you know, the premier show. It's got the, the, the backing of all these publishers. It's got the benefit of having the best trailers, regardless if we want the same kind of, I want to say trend where it's either a gaming, like a space game or like a farm game, but he's got the backing. He, he is yeah. now the person that people go to for, for these trailers and the hype and the whole package. Right. Well, it's hard for me to say like, on one hand, I am super excited. I, I'm, we're probably going to end up going to cover it as a team and whatever we're mm -hmm. going to do. But I mean, on the other hand, I want to go see what Jeff's doing with summer games fest. I'd kind of would prefer to see what he's doing this year because this is the first year that Summer Game Fest was in person. He had, you know, booths with his, with games of whatever's coming out this year, and it yep. was pretty cool from what I saw. Now it's 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 time. Like, how are we gonna pull? Like, now it's kind of like a Sophie's choice. Like, which one are we going to? Do the one that like our, our older beloved child or the right second child? Which 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 one do we love more? And that's no, where I, I'm stuck right now. It's like, who do I want to support now? 
because I, I mean I have fun experiences of E3. I've seen some really cherished games be unveiled at E3, but at Summer Games mm-hmm. Fest is where all the, all the things are happening, where we're getting the biggest news, the biggest reveals, and it, it's just like who do I want to support? Who do I want to you know lend my my support to? Like who do I believe deserves it? And I'm kind of stuck in the middle right now, but sure. I mean. Be honest, you sum it up. Yeah, I'm happy for. I'm excited for both. I don't know if it's necessary anymore because, like you guys said, there's distinct showcases for Nintendo, for Xbox, for PlayStation, and they've done really well with those. They 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 cater to their audiences. They know what works for them, what doesn't work. So it's like, do we need these shows anymore? And on one hand, yes, because it brings in money, it brings in trends. Like they understand what what people are looking for, and it it's a great way to you know network people in your field or people who you would want to collaborate with or just anyone that is interested in video games you can start connecting the dots with each other and build something so it's a really loaded question it's hard to just say yes or no i mean i am excited but i'm also very cautious of what's going to happen because i mean as successful as repop is with pax and new york comic con those are different events those are different trends so for sure there's, there's obviously there are similar projects and similar shows, but I mean, those are specifically catered to specific people. So yeah. I don't know. It's 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 more of a wait and see for me. I, I I'll try and fit both into our, into my schedule at least because I know I'll be down there, mm-hmm. and then make a decision there, and we can end up talking about it once we're back or you know more more in tune with what's happening there. So yeah. I mean, either way, I in a sense I'm excited, but I mean we have to give it let it play out basically i want to see what's going to happen because this is the make or break year i think for me at least if Same. if we didn't nail it this year like it's done they're, they're gone yeah. they're gonna go the way of the dodo and we're not gonna see them again i, I had, yeah. yeah jeff has the floor here like this is his chance to be like well you know what i can do it better and he's been I, proving it yeah i i, I, I couldn't it, agree more um yeah. just just kind of uh, highlighting uh, my my initial thoughts on it is that as a enthusiast or just like a consumer of the industry i'm excited you know just hearing the words e3 returns i think i i you have to be inherently kind of excited for whatever the prospect is um i think especially you know seeing the um the, the timing of it all, you know, that it starts on Tuesday and then it goes, you know, th- uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That leaves, you know, that those ripe few days of like Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Those are traditionally, you know, Microsoft has their press conference and then Nintendo has theirs on, you know, usually the Tuesday, I believe. Um, it all lines up. It brings me back to like the days of like, you know, 2018 and before that where everything... It, like clockwork year by year everyone would kind of like go into line and have their conferences and everything i again asterisk i highly doubt playstation is going to be there this year but that being said i think that you know a, a somewhat return to form is really nice so just based on that i'm excited but that being said uh, the big the biggest caveat here is the summer games fest and what that show floor is going to look like at E3, because it does very much feel like the industry is going to be like, oh, my parents are divorced, and who am I spending Christmas with? Like, who's where's Square going to go? Is it going to be at Summer Games Fest? Is it going to be at E3? And then as far as, you know, I know not a lot of our view or listeners, viewers um, can, can relate, but from like an industry perspective, 
that puts a huge wrench in our plans going down there to cover it and provide, you know, coverage and and um, content for 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 fans and, and our audience. It's that, OK, well, we go down to E3 and then we find out, oh, it's not even at the L.A. Convention Center. It's at a different venue hosted by Jeff Keighley. They're doing their thing over there. That's totally fine. It just creates all the all these hiccups and headaches for for the industry people, and not only that, but I I really do feel like this is the year. Going back to what you you said, uh, Bobby, this is the year for Repop and um, E3 to kind of step up and be super transparent with not only the media but the consumers as well. What is going to be there? Because I I'm saying it now, and you guys can clip this out. Quote me if. E3 happens in June, it comes out, and they don't tell people what's on the show floor, and people come out and they're like, oh, it's just some indie games, not even ones I, I necessarily care about. And I flew to LA, I booked mm-hmm. uh, you know, accommodations and everything, and I'm not even playing the games that I was hopeful to play. That's unacceptable to me, and that's going to raise a lot of you know, understandable frustrations uh, across the industry, and especially for not even us, but just general consumers, because it is a consumer show. Uh, they are putting on consumer dates, so they're going to have to be really open about like, listen, this is what's going to be there. This is what's not going to be there because they're you know hanging out with Jeff Keighley or not even doing anything at all. They're doing virtual because now we have three different avenues. There's E3, Summer Games Fest, and then independent virtual uh, showcases and stuff like that, so... I'm hopeful just, you know, if I, if I have to close my eyes and I'm like, what's my perfect E3, it's going to be this or, you know, 2023, I hope it goes off, you know, and everything. But the reality is there's so many hurdles and ways that it could just go wrong. So I don't know. <laughs> as long as they don't have those avatars, I think we're okay. Like those things just last year. Yes. In my mind, like I lost, I think I, I, could- I a little bit of a breakdown. I was like, "What is this? Like, what? Like, what purpose does this serve?" And it, it just, it was bad last year. And that, just, like, yeah, it was just so bad. It was, and uh, that's another was- kind of red flag that was raised. I don't know if you saw it in like the the press release, but they're like, "Oh, and and media can sign up for our app and and talk to developers to get schedules and everything." It's like, well, if if you're a media person and you're going you're going through their PR, you're not going through an app. I don't want to go through an app. We've already done this. We've already went through the portal. Like you're talking about, create an avatar. I don't want any of that. And that's not even the worst part. Like they had a really bad leak. Two years ago, I think it's actually that 2018. Yeah. 20, 2018, yeah. And I know a lot of people had to change their numbers because of that. Me too. Like, yep. Yeah, like, it was really bad. And that alone tells me, I don't know if they're ready for this because they've f- stumbled every year up to since, this year. Yeah. yeah, every year since. It's, there's always been something bad happening. Yeah. So you know, it's such a load. It's such a loaded topic. It's hard to say I'm excited because on one hand we all are excited. It's E3. It's by Christmas. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like we're at this age where you really need to pull all the stops to get us excited because there's another game coming out right down the line that's equally as exciting. So like do something about it. Like give us the reason to be excited for E3. Yeah. No, I agreed. And I think especially coming out of COVID where, you know, not only people um in the US, but up here in Canada or even, you know, worldwide, everyone's just been isolated and everything. Having that one thing, that one 
place where media consumers everyone can kind of go to and flock to and see you know the exciting games and go back to the days of you know keanu coming on stage and stuff like that like having those moments again for for everyone i think is a huge win for the industry and i i hope to see it and i hope it goes off without a hitch but a lot of stars need to align for that to happen and that's kind of why E3, or not E3, Bethesda and ETH, Xbox was showcased this year was was a nice return to form. In, in Toronto, sure. we, we had you know the in-person event, and it was really cool because there was media there in the back. We were just watching the show and reporting on it, and then the floor was everyone that was invited. Yep. Yeah. And it was really exciting to see just the average person who doesn't really follow games or you know, their, their, their kid does. And they were just so excited. I liked the energy there. It was really refreshing. That was really cool for sure. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Mo, any other thoughts before we uh, move on? No, uh, just, yeah, pretty much what we've, we've all said really. I mean, I just wanted to add that uh, I think Jeff Keighley already realized that uh, the, the, the E3 system that we knew uh, for so many years was actually uh, getting old. Sure. And I think uh, that's why he jumped jumped ship and decided to do his own thing. It's kind of like he, it's as if he saw it coming, you know, and he decided to kind of like evolve the the entire system, which yeah, is what? fair, which, you know, the, being fair to him, I think that's what he did. And it's, it's clearly worked. So, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, we'll, I'm see. Really we'll curious. see what they do. I'm really curious to see like what happened between E3 and Jeff Q. Like, was there ever talks about him hosting it? Like, why, what, why would they never combine? And do something he did host it. Remember, he used to but do like, the right. He did his yeah. He did like that stuff. But like I'm saying, like going forward, since, like, let, let yeah. him yeah, since like let him run the show his way. Oh you yeah, know, look, I, uh, he branched look, off. Like, he had his. I think it was like that. I remember he had like those events and stuff. But like I mean, just give him control. Let him be the person who presents the show his way. It's- it seems like there's just a lot of there's some bad blood between them, you know, and that's why, you know, you can tell whenever E3 is brought up to him, he's like very nonchalant about it. Like there's no love lost there. You know what I mean? No, so exactly. you can something was, definitely happened. Some, something was happened for some kind of announcement today. As soon as E3 Same. was announced, everyone, yeah. I know we all went to Jeff Keeling. We're like, what's he posting? Yeah, because it's always something, something well, a little a little cheeky right after you know e3 will have like you know an l handed to them and summer game fest will tweet something out and it's always a little funny you know this timing is uh is very it's good. impeccable for I, sure you know, like, got someone in there oh to know yeah yeah, yeah. all right uh moving from you know somewhat optimistic news to uh you know, a little bit of a bummer. It was uh, announced and confirmed by Ubisoft uh, as you know when we're recording this uh, today that Skull and Bones uh, is facing another delay. It was originally slated for November eighth, twenty twenty two, and now it is being pushed to March 9th, twenty twenty three. It's being developed by Ubisoft Singapore, um, which has you know never led a project of the size. Uh, and you know it kind of does seem after so many delays. I think at this point, uh, the game was first announced in 2017. So at this point, five years uh, since its reveal, kind of just seems that you know it's it's become a daunting task for the developers. Um, it's uh, in development largely uh, because of grants being uh, given by the Singapore government uh, in 20. 20- 
in July 2021, reports speculated the project uh, is costing an estimated $120 million. Of course, there um, have also been reports of toxic war culture, which has you know, undoubtedly led to some of the delays. Um, game is on its uh, third creative director, and uh, if found guilty of any misconduct, the, the company you know, faces severe uh, sanctions from the uh, the Singapore government. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it really does seem like there was some, some sort of major hiccup because, I mean, we are a month or so away from its uh, projected release. And then they said, you know what, we're going to get out of the way. It probably also didn't help that they slated the game one day before God of War Ragnarok, which <laughs> if I was anyone sitting in a boardroom, I would probably do the exact same thing. Regardless of how the game looked and played, I would get away from God of War. Uh, Bobby, were you looking forward to sailing the seven seas as a pirate? Uh, undubitably, I was. Yeah. Because it's a pirate's <laughs> life for me. Be, and yeah. Who doesn't want to be a pirate? <laughs> right. I mean, last was it last year that... Jeez, um, I can't forget the other name. Um, by Rare, I can't, I can't... Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. I can't believe I drew a blank on that because I wouldn't talk to them and I love those guys. When they released the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, content, I fell in love with it. It was fantastic. It was everything I could have asked for. And yeah. I wanted more of that. But the problem is that game, you have to play with people. And mm-hmm. it's hard to coordinate with everybody. And from what I was seeing, and we previewed Skull and Bones uh, earlier this year, you didn't have to play with other people. You could play by yourself. You could link with people if you wanted to online. And you could you know right. play the game. And... I was looking forward to it, regardless of the fact that, you know, it's had a really troubled development. Um, There's been a lot of toxic accusations that, I mean, regardless of the proven true or not, I mean, should be discussed. And that kind of turned off a little bit. But, I mean, yes, I am excited for it. I still am. I just don't think it's going to have the impact that it would have had six years ago when it was announced. It, it, It seems like it's being set to die. And there have been talks. I mean, I've spoken to a couple of people that I confer with sometimes just for like, just some things I want to touch base on. It was likely supposed to be canceled years ago, but because those grants have been in play, they they have to publish the game. It's up to them now to make it right with the Singaporean government and publish this game. But uh, it's, it's just a nightmare. I mean, it's a really interesting game development story that I hope we will learn more of once it's out in the wild and we know what's going on. Uh, yeah. What, what about you, Mo? What do you think? Of- yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I honestly look, I don't, I don't want to go back and repeat everything that's happened, you know, with everything that we've heard about the, you know, development cycle and whatnot, you know, if you're in the gaming, no, no, you know, you pretty much, if you follow gaming, you know, what's going on. I I just thought it was hilarious personally um when when they showed the release date and I and then when they delayed it today and and I thought it was funny because of what you mentioned Steve you know just because of its proximity to God of War I mean you're talking it's not a week it's a day you know the day, day before yeah. so I get you know one is multi-platform one is not but sure. you know damn very well. different <laughs> games but yeah. still <laughs> yeah but still you know what I mean so it's, it's it's one of the biggest releases of the year yeah um but yeah, I think uh, I, I, it's kind of what you said, Bobby. I think they're just so deep into 
this uh game and how much they've already uh uh, uh oh my god I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank invested, invested. Excuse, sorry yes. man it's uh how much they've invested into this game i think it's just too late to axe it you know and it's uh it reminds me of beyond good and evil because yeah. beyond good and evil 2 was announced what how many years ago now they they compared it to they compared it to Duke Nukem uh, forever. I saw that. Yeah, I Did you like, see that? What? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Fifty two hundred days. It's insane, man. It's crazy. You know, what I mean. So I I think by when when Beyond Good and Evil two was announced, your kid would probably be in high school right now from the time that it that it was announced. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, I. I don't know. You know, I, I, I there's not much that interests me uh, in it, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, I, I tried to get into Sea of Thieves. It wasn't really my thing. Sea of Thieves was sure. not what I wanted it to be. Okay. Uh, I was, you know, I was hoping it would be like this huge single player game, swashbuckling, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that it turned out how it is. It's amazing. It's got a huge fan base. Yep. But for this one, will it probably scratch an itch that Sea of Thieves didn't give me? Maybe. But yeah, I'm there's just, a potential. But uh, yeah, there, there, we'll there, know there until is... next year. <laughs> we'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, if, if anything, that's going to help them out. If they, it's hard to say right now. So, like, if if it was the project that it was supposed to be, where it was the spin off a Black Flag, I mean, I think it would have hit everyone's, you know, goal. It would have been scratched that itch because yeah. Black Flag is still to this day under. It's my second favorite Assassin's Creed game sure. after. I, okay, sorry. Third, after Unity, of course, and that's your Assassin's Creed too. But yeah, it had all the elements of a perfect right. pirate. Like you could, but but here's the thing. Here's the only thing about this delay that's that's weird, right? Right. If it was because of the games that are coming out in the fall, you know, competing, you know, like we said, God of War, Gotham Knights, whatever. If yeah. it was if it was that, I would say okay, they'd probably delay it like a month. Right, for sure. But they're yeah. delaying it five months. No, this is this is a gameplay issue. No, so so there are are there are reports online saying that there was a closed beta that actually happened last week. Uh, they closed it out, I think, last on the nineteenth. So basically, what I've been hearing, what I've been seeing is the gameplay loop is really bad. It's it's not where it <laughs> be, and 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 that's what's that's why this was delayed. And I I mean, there's just a lot of things going on behind the scenes where it's it's not the polish it's it's not the real estate it's the gameplay it, it it's it's not doing what it needs to do for this company for ubisoft right and they're lost the game is in this development hell that they don't know what to do with it and and it's not because of the it's not because of the singapore studio it's not because of the government grants it's i think it's i think it's just it's it's too far gone at this point. It's not a game that people are interested in. There's nothing online, but a lot of just jokes and, you know, RIP pictures of skull and bones. It's like people, yeah. are, they don't care anymore. And I, I, I think I that's agree. the, that's the, that's the most difficult part is that the further we get away from black flag, the more irrelevant skull and bones kind of feels in my opinion, because right off the heels of uh, Black Flag and we started hearing about, you know, they're working on this pirate game. It's uh, initially supposed to be a spinoff and turned into its own game. I was like, that's really cool. And then it kind of just became this whole thing where it didn't really know what it was there. You know, they talked about how you just play as the boat and you go sailing around. I was like, that's not the game I want to play. 
they reconstructed the game, made it its own thing. I was like, okay, now it seems like we're back on course. But the more it gets away, and to your credit and point, Bobby, Sea of Thieves came out with an unreal, uh, you know, kind of like a relaunch, you know, content update with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And now they have like their seasonal updates and stuff and their battle pass. And it seems like they're on a great foot so that if, you know, the itch that I do have to have this pirate adventure, even though it is a core multiplayer experience, I can just go get that with Sea of Thieves. I don't need to wait for Skull and Bones. And by the time March uh, 2023 comes out, and I, I'm just going off the top of my head, I can already guarantee there's games I'm really excited for coming out in March. And I don't know if Skull and Bones is going to be the game that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to sit down and play this. Because the further we get away from it, I just, I just don't know if it's going to be the game that I that I want to play. I, I think it'll mm-hmm. end up being one of those games where everyone plays it for about ten hours, even less, and just dumps it because it's it's past its prime, it's done. And I don't want to say that about any game. I, no. I respect every developer; like they do a lot of great work, and seeing it just being put through a grinder to yeah. this point, it's, it hurts because it's like they've put eight years of their life into this project and it's Absolutely. been scrapped over and over and over and it's like yep. what, like just just cut the cord like suck it up but the and that's kind of where it happens is this grant is really like it's like a cursed aztec gold it brings them back to life every time they cancel the project and the grant's like sorry you got to keep working on this project until it's out and sure. that's where no I, exactly that's where i think it's happening it's really a cursed project yeah, because you have to imagine at some point, maybe I'm being presumptuous here of being like, well, maybe the team did want at some point want to just move on to something else. But because of the grants, because of their commitments here, they're just not able to. And it kind of almost feels like a passionless project where, you know, it's more of an uh, obligation more than, you know, the passions there. And I just don't know. Uh, one other thing I just wanted to bring up again, we were talking about, you know, it being a very different game from God of War and everything, uh, multi, uh, multi-platform multi and all that. I just wanted to tangentially look at what is coming out around that that uh, March 9th timeframe. February 28th, Destiny 2 Lightfall, huge game. That's going to be, that's going to take up a lot of people's time. Uh, it comes out, you know, a, mo- a week or two before that game. And then at the end of March, uh, on March 24th, is Resident Evil 4 Remake. So again, very different game. Comes out a few weeks after, but still... Two very huge games coming out in the in the in the biosphere of uh, Skull and Bones. So interesting to note there. But I hope the best for the game. I hope it comes out and it just blows me away. I hope I, I sink tons of time into. It. I hope it becomes like a sleeper hit for me. But I don't know. Oh, we also have Sonic Frontiers that same day, and as twisted as it there sounds, you go. people love Sonic games regardless of how bad they are. Absolutely. It just has the name to oh, it. it. That name recognition is going to be huge for that game. You have you have Pokemon launching a week later, so it's like there's no chance. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's just doomed in November. Like there's no way. So I'm glad they pushed it. I know we've been talking about it and saying it's it's not a good date, but I'm glad they realized it. Well, uh, what did they push it to March? March ninth. And now the, and now and now EA's uh and now EA's new Monster Hunter game is coming out in March. <laughs> There you go. February, yeah, February seventeenth. <laughs> oh, I thought it was okay. March. I'm sorry. Okay, Wait, what was February? 
Uh, December seventeenth is Wild Hearts, and then oh, okay, okay, never mind. Okay, I March. Can swear, there's, but... there's only a few things in March that I'm seeing, but February is going to be a packed month as well. I think yeah. uh, Dead Island Two is launching around then. Yes, so Dead Island Two, uh, Delivers Mars. Yeah. I love the first game. I spent so much time. That, I can't wait. I can't wait till the deliver us Mars, man. <laughs> oh, I'm me neither. You. I can't. Ever, ever, everyone was playing Final Fantasy VII remake when uh, because of the, and I was playing Deliver Us uh, the Moon. Yeah, I swear to God. And then I jumped into uh, Final Fantasy VII. I need to play that. I actually is it on Game Pass? I have to, have to check that out. Yeah. I, I don't was. know if it's still on it or not. It was uh, though. It was yeah. Yeah, phenomenal go, game. Buy, I'll just Steam Pass it. Not Steam Pass. I'll just Steam Deck it. Uh, honestly, the thing's a lifesaver. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you see this uh, across quite a few projects now uh, within Ubisoft. I mean, you, we are, we already talked about it, Beyond Good and Evil Two. You also have Prince of Persia, the remake. It's like another certain... one. Oh, is going to be a big, 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 big thing for them if they screw this up for sure. But I'm just talking about like the proven quantities that have come out and just hit like right. hurdle right. after hurdle well, after hurdle. It's like. Yeah. Where where does the buck fall ultimately at the top uh, of the ladder? But at the same time, like someone needs to reel these projects in and just say, okay, let's get let's get things you know back on course because people are looking forward to these games, uh, not just Skull and Bones, but you know Prince of Persia. That's a huge game with a lot of fans. Let's uh, let's make sure it's done right. Um, but I digress. I have I, I have hope. I try to be positive. I mean, that's sure. the best thing. as 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 media. I mean, we 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 have to be really neutral. But I try, at least in myself, I try to be positive. Like I hope for the best for them because I know it's not just a company; it's people. These are people that, of course, yeah. No, that's very them. important. Yeah, so. we just gotta just let them find their path. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Rounding out the show, I, I feel like we just need to to touch base on this topic. It's uh, well drawn territory at this point. I feel like uh, everyone has you know provided some commentary on it, but uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. And Mo, I want to get your perspective on this as well. Now, uh, is the Grand Theft Auto Six leaks? I'm sure everyone knows about this. It was one of the biggest you know stories to come out of a Sunday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 90, 90 videos uh, were 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 hacked and stolen from, I guess, a Slack channel of, of, of rock stars. Uh, the, the hacker, uh, has since, you know, been caught by London police. Uh, but the videos were out, uh, you know, rockstar did their, and take two did their best to take all the videos down, but very early stuff, you know, builds, uh, videos of, of bills dating back to 2019 are out there. Um, showing you know basic mission structure a female protagonist stuff like that confirming that uh, it's in vice city but i just want to get your your quick perspective uh mo what are your thoughts on this uh i know that a lot of the commentary that we're probably going to provide here is nothing new but uh, yeah i I think it's just nice to talk about just briefly oh yeah yeah no for sure i i mean obviously this is one of the biggest i think this is this might be the biggest leak we've ever seen in video games uh there's always a few that come to mind with me yeah um there's uh halo 2 when the yes, first I was version say. Leaked, <laughs> yeah. and i had that i had that when i was yeah. in college one of my buddies because my xbox was modded and one of my buddies downloaded it and i was playing halo 2 like two weeks before everyone else was, and i was so happy wild but uh uh you know there's the halo 2 leak and then obviously there's the last of us part two mm-hmm. 
you know, yep. with uh, the story leak there. And then, you know, then you have this. Um, but this is unprecedented, man. Like, these were, like, I mean, Halo 2, at least it was just a couple of weeks, right? Like, the game was gold. Right. It was done. You sure. know, it was just in production. Like, this one, you're talking about, and you know how secretive Rockstar is. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, they always have been. Like, they're, it's a very, very tight ship. I mean, nothing gets out. Nothing. No. So that's why I think what I, I I believe that's what was the biggest surprise for me is I'm like, wow, you know. I mean, would this have happened under the Hauser brothers? <laughs> you know, just uh, but really, uh, I don't really have anything much to add. You know, uh, uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of you know stuff being said about the game. You know how people are, whether it's Twitter or whatever. Knee jerk sure. react, yeah, just knee jerk reactions. This game sucks. It looks like shit. You know, like yeah. I mean, it's. It's a three-year-old build up to now. That's a three-year-old build, and God knows how old that build was in 2019. <laughs> like you said, right. right? Everything was being tested and mission structure and whatever. I mean, if you're building a game like Grand Theft Auto, this game is not going to come out in two or three years, right? Sure. This is going to take at least half a decade of planning and, and whatnot. So I personally didn't see any of it. I didn't care to see any of it because I it, it wasn't going to do anything for me, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, me, I just I, – I want – rockstar to just show me their games the way that they always do you know was i curious yeah of course right but uh, i i just usually lean on the side of usually leaks like that um i just don't care for them right because it's uh you know it's not gonna do anything for me to increase my excitement or you know change my excitement about the game in any way shape or form like 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 you said it's old right it's old. Everything that we saw, everything that people saw in it is old. God knows how much has changed since then. So mm-hmm. it's a shame to the developers and really to the publishers. I mean, really, that's the biggest thing you want to, you know, if you want to mention. I, I, I think that's really the biggest shame because, you know, a lot of there was a lot of conversation about secrecy in video games uh, yeah. when that happened. If you guys For remember, sure. yep. uh, you know, a lot of people are like, why is, why are video games so secretive? Why is there so much secrecy and whatever to a certain extent? I can understand why it's, uh, you know, why it is like me personally. Um, video games for me are the best form of storytelling. I you agree. know I mean? Well, I know we all love our movies. We all love, you know, whatever, but Best form of storytelling is gaming, and I love to be surprised, right? I, I like to be surprised. You don't have in video games the way you do, like, let's say with Marvel, right? Like, Marvel comes out, and they release, and they show you the whole phase of what they're planning. Yeah, right. sometimes, they, sometimes they put, like, a couple of question marks, you know, like, to keep you guessing. But overall, you kind of know what to expect, right? With yeah. video games, it's not like that. Why? Oh, here, here's phase four of Rockstar. You got Grand Theft Auto Six, Red Dead Redemption Three, the crossover. <laughs> and I think too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think the reason why with video games it's a little bit different. I don't know if it's yeah. just because the the surprise factor is just just hits better when it comes to games, or maybe the expectations when it comes to video games are just a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially when you announce something, you know, it's just to avoid shooting yourself in the foot. I don't know, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, it sucks for the devs, you know I mean? But honestly, to me, it's just water under the bridge, man. I can't wait to see what they're cooking up and what they're going to do. And, you know, we'll see what happens, but totally, you know, uh, if, Bobby, I'll, yeah. I'll throw it to you before I, I chime in. Yeah, so I mean, regarding the the whole secrecy, I was actually speaking to Alex Hutchison on Twitter uh, last week about it from uh, former Ubisoft director of Assassin's Creed 3. 
And he was kind of saying like he and I were talking about, you know, the, the secrecy of the gaming industry and why we think that, but um, mm-hmm. he actually enlightened me about it. And what he was saying was, you know, basically, you know, focus tests and player engagement, like they're very crucial to game development. Um, problem is that a lot of these people that work in that don't really understand like why they're doing it and stuff like that. Um, they they just provide the information, but they don't like treat like a fun project and you know why they're doing it. And then w- regarding why it's a secret thing, it's more of just it's uh, IPs and stuff, right? Like it's it's protective property, right? Yes. Like the reason why they're secretive, and actually Alex says call it privacy, is because if you and I are developing these games at the same time, and I post something and you take it then what's to stop you from, you know, delivering the same game as me? It's, it's to prevent copyright strikes and fridge and stuff like that, just to make sure that two companies might develop the same game, but it's your proprietary technology that, that does something a little bit different, like um, Shadow of War's ne- Nemesis system. Yeah. We didn't learn about that until the game was out, basically. For sure. And, and it was cool. They copyrighted the system, right? It's, it's their technology, it's their system. And no one else can copy that now because they were see- they were private about it, and then by the time it was out in the public, it was copyrighted. It was done. So that's what he was telling me about why we assume everyone's secretive. It's not because they don't want to show things. It's because for legal reasons, they can't. Sure. That's and fair. That, that's the biggest even, draw that even. he was telling me is because they, they, they're developing things that, that, that could really change the course of, you know, games. And I, I love that he told me that because I, I was just like everybody else. I was like, why are they so secretive? Why can't they just be like, here's here's this game. Here's the director. Here's who we're casting. Yep. Like a movie. Like you learn, you know, the, the title. You learn who's playing in the movie, who's writing it, where they're filming, all that. And it's, I, I like that approach. But after learning this, now I understand why we're not really in the know until they're ready to show something. And I understand why, you know, Corey from certain Corey Barlock from Sony Santa Monica is always like, you know, we'll show you when we're ready. It's not because yes. he doesn't want you. It's because there's things going on that they need to make sure mm-hmm. no one else is copying from them. And yeah. I think people don't understand that. It's it, They see games and they, they, they just think it's just like a product, but there's a lot of moving parts behind it. Yeah, moving parts behind it that they need to make sure are, you know, checkmarked and signed that need to legally be processed yeah and that, that that's the biggest draw for me like i think people don't see people don't assume that these days they're just like it's a video game yeah you can tell us whatever you want to tell us whenever you, we're ready to hear it and this goes back to last week on our episode where we were talking about game devs being harassed by vocal minorities of gamers who think they're entitled to know things when they're not like it, it it's just a whole whole house that that we need to break down one day because it's it's it it really sets everyone back yeah for sure yeah um yeah just uh putting my my two cents uh, in there quickly um unlike unlike you mo the the first thing i did was kind of like investigate some of the videos because this was you know i i saw saw them leak and everything and i woke up i was like wait a minute this this can't be real you know like that's your knee-jerk reaction i was like there's no 90 videos no okay this this has to be like an elaborate hoax or something so i started like going through them and everything and i I watched enough to just be like okay this seems to be 
you know, in line with, you know, the reports, the female protagonist, Vice City, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, and to your point, like, I, I know I know exactly where a lot of people are coming from and where they're like, this is the biggest video game leak ever. And I'm like, is it? Because they went I'm looking for at- Half-Life 2. They were off a Half-Life 2. <laughs> well, not yeah, only. I didn't even I mention mean, that. Yeah. Everything we're seeing here is basically irrelevant. I mean, like, there's, like, some core stuff, like I said, the, the female protagonist, the setting and mm-hmm. everything. But the animations, um, the fact that, you know, there's one, and, and not to go too deeply into it, but yeah. there's, like, one video where it shows uh, what, uh, like, a gas station st- uh, stick-up would be. So, you know, the playable character sticks up their, their gun, the, yeah. the cash cashier puts up their arms and everything, and then they have, like, T-posing uh, characters like in the area and everything. I was like, this doesn't give away virtually anything from the game. Nothing. Nothing. And to your point, I think that like the Halo 2 leak was way, way bigger or better yet. Last of Us Part 2, where you saw all the cutscenes uh, leak out uh, ahead of time. I'm like, those are things that, you know, ruin the gameplay experience. Here, I, nothing. And I mean, yes to a certain extent i do feel bad for the the developers and everything but we knew grand theft auto 6 was in development there's no like they basically confirmed it you know months yeah, ago that they were working on another game you didn't even need to know that knowing just how big of a success grand theft auto 5 was of course mm-hmm. they were making this game so i don't think that anything was taken away from this from this leak um no, it, it, it just it gave ammo to all the trolls that's all it did yes that's that's the only takeaway i have from this is like we know it's in development i don't care i know it's going to be ready when they're ready to show it and and i i I tweeted it out myself i said listen everyone that thinks that they have an opinion on how video games are made that clearly don't about you know all this game looked bad uh this you know Rockstar doesn't know what they're doing with this game and everything. Every single person that put out a tweet like that will be there day one when Rockstar has their official, you know, uh, teaser trailer, in-depth dev diary, and everything that they did for uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. When they start doing that for Grand Theft Auto 6, pre-orders will start lining up. This is going to be a major success for not only the video game industry at large, but Rockstar as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone uh, at Rockstar is really too concerned again i'm being presumptuous here but i don't think anything was lost uh thankfully you know now that they were able to probably secure their uh slack channels and and everything there i think you know it's just back to business and people that are like well now this game is going to be delayed for another two years i'm like why why would it be the source code didn't get out the guy didn't no didn't have the source code nothing's ruined here in my opinion no i feel like to be honest, I feel like hype for this game is up even more because people are talking about it. And I think at, going back to that old adage of, you know, even, you know, bad news is, is or bad yeah. press is good press or whatever. It's like Rockstar is probably laughing at this point, you know. It's so stupid. Like, I mean, what makes people think of that? What, in what world would the game be delayed you know, well, I mean, ima- like, I've, I've I mean, seen some people argue and be like, well, b- people are saying that the game looks bad, so they have to make it even better. Yeah, of course they were going to. That one guy that was on Twitter who's like, graphics are completed first. Yeah, that, oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's that's one of the, the one that he went off like was an expert, and then yeah, people yeah. jumped on him, and rightfully so, because Absolutely. honestly, I don't, I will never, ever admit i'm an expert anything no. but like if you're gonna do that at least have the receipts man bring the receipts <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He just, oof. yeah. That guy, that guy really. Oh man, yeah, his, that guy really his, put his, his Twitter must be a land like a landmine right now. It's just right, yeah. always going off. Yeah, it was, uh, agreed. Yes. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah the the hacker's been caught. Um, apparently it's like seventeen. So. I, I see Why? I've seen some people like, you know, rooting for for his demise and everything. Again, I don't really feel like, you know, a 17 year old should have his life ruined by this. No, I think, you know, maybe he can be made an example of by being arrested and all that. But I yeah, no, I don't. I don't think at the end of the day, the game was ruined uh, by and large. I think it's still going to be a major success. So, you know, what's going to happen with that kid? Yeah, that kid, that kid's probably going to end up he's he's going to end up getting some type of plea bargain and he'll end up working yeah. for some major corporation in their security in their security freaking division. Yeah, well, I can like, see that. Hack our system. Yeah, <laughs> hack yeah. us. Show us what you did. Yeah, Give <laughs> us the rock star treatment. <laughs> hey, man, they all hire <laughs> hackers. That's how their security depends. improves. Honestly, it, depends. <laughs> it depends because from what I'm, just, I'm, reading, just, I'm, just, I'm just being playful about it, but, you know, but for sure. For sure, but like honestly, from what I'm seeing, it was just like a social hack. It wasn't anything serious. Like he just no. kind of oh, oh he, did it like that. he was just yeah. fishing. He was just yeah. fishing. Yeah. yeah, he just got into okay. their social, uh, their Slack channel. I guess through some some form or another, they had it all like archived there. And so yeah, Pretty strange. Slack deal. Like there are channels where there where people are you know posting pipelines and stuff. And sure, it, it was literally just a lucky chance he got in. From what I understand, and at least I see. I mean, I I. I like I said, I'm not an expert. I have no. some cybersecurity knowledge of what I've done in the past. He just fished somebody and got their credentials. Yeah. But who knows? Like you said, if he does get a job, that that's impressive. But who knows? It's just I wonder I just wanted to bring it up on this episode today because it it deserves some recognition, regardless Absolutely. of the cold. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about it a little bit. Especially, you know, having you Mo on the show. I'm glad we got to uh to discuss it a little bit but that being said i think it's about time we wrap up the show mo uh thank you so much for for taking the time to speak to us today it was great having you on the show uh, as our first guest actually uh so yeah couldn't uh couldn't have had uh, brought anyone better on for for our first guest but uh if people want to connect with you online keep up with everything that you're doing where can they find you well thanks for having me on gentlemen it was my pleasure and uh it's my honor to be your first guest so ah. thank you um you guys are doing a great job i love your show you guys uh you know honestly you guys keep everything grounded and no Thank hot you. takes no crap and i really appreciate that so there's very few of uh, you know people like you guys so keep up the good work as Thank far you. as me you can find my degenerate ass on twitter dr underscore mo you'll see me collecting stuff retweeting stuff and complaining about fanboys sometimes but that's about it man yeah yeah we love used to, it yeah yeah love yeah. it uh, Bobby, how about you? And where can people find the website? You can check out all of our work on consolecreatures.com. Um, we have a YouTube channel. And if you want to check us out on Twitter, it's console creature. Or you can follow me at B Pashalitis. You'll find my name on the channel. You can just follow my links. You'll find me. Amazing. And you can follow me on Twitter at Asvigvari. And that's uh, about it. We'll be back next week uh, with another episode. Hopefully Dave will be back. I miss Dave. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back as the, uh, the console creature uh, trio. But until then, thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.